Welcome to our newest Hearts Unite the Globe hug patrons. Annie Olchek, we sincerely appreciate your support. Thank you for joining our community and making a difference through Patreon. Judy Miller, thank you for being our first Buzzsprout supporter for Bereave But Still Me. Buzzsprout started a new program where you can actually support the podcast of your choice. There are so many ways you can support Hug. All you have to do is visit our website, heartsunitetheglobe.com, to see how you too can help empower, educate, and enrich the lives of individuals in the CHD and bereaved communities. Thank you all for your continued support. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna, featuring your host, Anna Jaworski. Our program is a program designed to empower the CHD or congenital heart defect community. Our program may also help families who have children who are chronically ill by bringing information and encouragement to you in order to become an advocate for your community. Now, here is Anna Jaworski. Welcome to the fifth season of Heart to Heart with Anna. Our theme this season is Miracles Do Happen, and we have a great story today. Season five of Heart to Heart with Anna has focused on miracles that happen in the congenital heart defect community. The first four shows were all about miracles that took place in the United States of America. Today's show will feature a very special dad in Pakistan who has not only witnessed miracles, but who has been partially responsible for these miracles occurring. What happens when you live in a country that doesn't have a hospital to treat children with heart defects, especially when you have a daughter born with a heart defect? How can one man make a difference? What advice does this father have for his countrymen and all parents of children with congenital heart defects? Our show today, A Miracle in Pakistan, features Farhan Ahmad, an extraordinary father who is changing the fate of untold number of countrymen in Pakistan. After his three-year-old daughter fighting with CHD left them, Farhan Ahmad, Chief Technology Officer of a Microsoft Gold Partner Company in Pakistan, embarked on a new journey. In 2012, he marked the inception of Pakistan Children's Heart Foundation, PCHF. Serving as the Chief Executive Officer of PCHF, his vision is to establish Pakistan's first children's heart hospital and research institute for children born with congenital heart defects or CHDs. Currently, his establishment caters financially supported surgeries for underprivileged patients and educates the public about heart defects at large. His organization has financed more than 109 surgeries for children born with heart defects. Welcome to Heart to Heart with Anna Farhan. Uh, Thanks for giving me a chance to be here. Well, I'm so excited to be talking to you today, and I really appreciate you calling into the show. But first of all, let me express my condolences that you lost your precious daughter. Can you tell us a little bit more about the heart defects that she was born with? Yes, she was born with pulmonary atresia and tricuspid atresia. When she was three months old, she suddenly turned blue and started having serious breathing problems. We could not understand what is wrong with her. It took her a whole week before she was diagnosed with severe CHD. It felt like end of the world when her cardiologist told us that such patients once gone through successful BT, Glen shunt, and a phone pump procedure live maximum 20 years. We were not ready, but we had no choice but to go through her first surgery, which was BD shunt, hence in 
February 2011, she was operated in a private hospital in Lahore, Pakistan. But due to poor medical conditions, she got pneumonia and took two weeks for recovery. But finally, she came home after her successful heart surgery. Oh, really? Two weeks? That's actually a fairly quick recovery. I know a lot of babies who have severe congenital heart defects like that who are in the hospital for much longer than that. So I think she was pretty lucky to come home as quickly as she did. It sounds like she had a rough beginning with you not having the heart defect identified. Like me, it doesn't sound like you knew in utero, obviously, that you had a problem, and so it took a while for her to be identified. I can't believe that they told you that these kids only live to age 20. That must have been heartbreaking to hear that. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, it's just a recap of everything what happened, so I'm a bit getting emotional, but I'll try to, you know, hold my breath. That's fine. <laughs> I know. It, it, this is an emotional experience for us. And for those listeners who don't know, I come up with a script for my guests so that they know what we're going to talk about. But then once we start, we have a conversation. And sometimes I go off script and we're having a conversation, which is much more interesting to listen to. So I think I caught Farhan off guard. Sorry about that. But that's okay because we're two parents who love our children. Both of our children were born with severe heart defects that required a Blaylock plus shunt. And then the usual surgeries are the hemifontan or bidirectional gland and then the fontan. It's a lot to have to deal with when you are expecting to have a perfectly healthy baby. And to think that you have a healthy baby but know something is wrong and then to be told it's something this serious, it's devastating. Yeah. Well, and for you, it must have been even worse because it seems like where you live, there aren't hospitals specializing in care for children with congenital heart defects. And so what happens when children are born today who don't have the financial support that the Pakistan Children's Heart Foundation provides? Where do they go? The quantum of the problem is extremely severe. There are very few children cardiac centers in major hospitals of the large cities. In a population of 199 million, total number of peds cardiologists that we have in Pakistan are less than 25, and unfortunately there are only less than 12 ped surgeons. There is only one specialized peds cardiac center in specialized children hospital in Lahore, which is owned and run by the government. Alone in that hospital, peds cardiac center, the current list of children waiting for their turn has crossed 8,800. We do have one armed forces owned and operated cardiac hospital where patients get treatment. Parents who can afford take their children to developed countries like US or UK. However, parents who cannot afford the expense of surgery, which can cost around $3,000 to $5,000, must wait for their turn. Unfortunately, many such children pass away before their turn come. So planning next 50 years, we have thought to have an ecosystem which is independent of individuals and is able to create more doctors and specialized staff who are trained and specialized on CHD. Right. So it seems to me that your daughter's life inspired you to reach out and help more families because you could have just turned your grief inside of you and just become a very bitter person. 
But instead, it looks to me like you're using your grief as a vehicle to turn around and help other people with congenital heart defects. Can you tell us about how your daughter inspired you? Yeah, I think there is always a reason behind act of God. Uh, she came and left us for a reason. During her two years and 11 months life, she never kept us awake at night. She was such a little darling. Despite her severe CHD, she was not symptomatic at all. She was so full of life that no one would have guessed that she was going through a serious heart challenge. You know, every time we travel by air, the staff will get to know that she had a problem. So we never thought of losing her. She still lives with us, with her sweet memories. And whenever I meet the doctor or visit the hospital for supporting these heart surgeries, I see her standing next to me. I see her smile. Whenever I go for any foundation work, I feel I am doing it together with my daughter. Oh, that's so beautiful. Well, that is such a beautiful thing to share with us. Thank you so much. We need to take a quick commercial break, but don't leave yet, listeners, because coming up next, we're going to talk to Farhan about some of the children that the PCHF have treated and the miracles that he's witnessed along the way. Anna Jaworski has written several books to empower the congenital heart defect, or CHD, community. These books can be found at Amazon.com or at her website, www.babyheartspress.com. Her bestseller is The Heart of a Mother, an anthology of stories written by women for women in the CHD community. Anna's other books, My Brother Needs an Operation, The Heart of a Father, and Hypoplastic Left Heart Syndrome, a handbook for parents, will help you understand that you are not alone. Visit babyheartspress.com to find out more. Welcome back to our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today our topic is a miracle in Pakistan, and it features Farhan Ahmad, an extraordinary father who is changing the fate of untold numbers of countrymen in Pakistan. And we just finished talking with Farhan about his daughter's heart defects and how she inspired him and is still with him as he is helping his fellow countrymen who have children born with heart defects, and he's helping them with this wonderful foundation that he has started to afford surgeries for children who would otherwise probably perish. So I'm so excited, Farhan, that we're back for the second segment. And this season, this show is all about miracles. And when I read about your organization and you had provided over 100 surgeries for underprivileged children, I was just amazed. That is a lot of surgery to provide for people you don't even really know. I mean, this is something that you're doing that is extremely philanthropic. I love the fact that you say you're doing it with your sweet daughter. Tell us about some of the children that the PCHF has helped and some of the miracles that you have witnessed along the way. Uh, Yeah, this is actually a miracle. I'll just quickly share a recent experience. Just a month back, I got in touch with Bill Novick, a very philanthropic surgeon who traveled all over the world. I drove about five hours to meet Bill, who was here for a short trip to perform some CHD surgeries with his team. And I called one of the guys, he was a a current colonel, who introduced me to Bill. I shared my business card with the colonel and briefly told him about the foundation project. And we had a meeting with Bill. He was very supportive. We came back. 
And you know what? Very next day, I received a call from a family who was introduced by the same colonel, and that family was having a serious challenge with the funds that they wanted to arrange. And this family lives in Karachi, which is about a thousand miles from where I live. They had three kids, and all of them were born with congenital heart defect. Uh, eight years old, Azib is the eldest. Then his sister, four and a five-year-old, Harim, and then the third child, who is two and a half-year-old, Sarim. So you know what we did? We funded their surgeries in a private hospital in Karachi, and you would be happy to know that all three of them went through a successful surgery, and they're having a happily life while we speak. And you know what the wow. beauty of the CID surgeries is that it's one surgery and patient is good to go for the rest of his or her life. So I know this is just one experience that I share with you. Mm -hmm. Our team gets such cases on a daily basis. You know what we do? We spoke to the cardiologist. As I told you that there are less than 20 cardiologists, so we have a direct contact with them. And as soon as they find any non-affording patient, they refer it to our team. Wow. You just spared that family, not the loss of one or two children, but three children. That is a miracle. That really is a miracle. And that all three of them successfully survived their surgeries, that's astounding. Absolutely amazing. Well, what is the biggest challenge that your organization faces? It sounds like you have good communication with the cardiologist there and that they're good at referring people to you who can't afford the surgeries. How is it that you're able to work with them, though? I'm sure you're facing other challenges. Yeah, you know, the biggest challenge so far is providing quality care for CHD children. Considering the fact that 8 out of every 1,000 child is born with a CHD, and in our part of the world, this is actually a bit more because of the cousins' marriages and because of the poor conditions of a mother not being taken care. So this comes up to adding about 40,000 children every year. Wow. Our current capacity, including all public and private hospitals, is around 2,000 to 2,500 surgeries. Uh -huh. So we have multiple challenges. Uh -huh. The first one is a general mindset. Since an open-heart surgery costs around $3,000 to $5,000, unfortunately parents will not sell their assets to get these treatments for the newborn. You know, if, God forbid, such case comes for an adult, every family member will help them collect the money and, you know, spend that on, a, on an adult uh, surgery. But for the child, usually that's one general mindset that we need to get aware to the people. Mm -hmm. The second is the awareness in the general public. Usually the problem is not diagnosed during the pregnancy, and that is due to the lack of families in a hospital for the mothers, and especially the trained doctors who can easily identify or diagnose. And the third is the lack of specialized surgeons and operation facilities mm -hmm. in general. Hence, we need to add each of these issues individually. We need to raise awareness in general public. We need to find some sort of working groups who can help change the mindset of the people. And, of course, you know, with the right awareness, people will be able to diagnose the problem from the birth. 
Right. One of the things that we're doing here in the United States that I'm very excited about is that they have started adding to the newborn screening pulse oximetry. It's a little non-invasive test where you just put a little probe on the baby's finger or perhaps the baby's toe. Sometimes they put it on the baby's ear to see how much oxygen is being transmitted throughout the body. Babies like yours and mine usually have a lower oxygen saturation rate. Alex's was in the 80s and that would have been a warning to the doctors and to the nurses that were treating my son that something was wrong. But they didn't do pulse oximetry when my son was born 20 years ago. And so like your daughter, we took our baby home thinking we had a healthy baby only to discover later that he was in congestive heart failure and we almost lost him. So here in the United States, the pulse oximetry movement is a very big movement. Most of the states have now added that to the newborn screening. And I bet that's something that we're going to need to work on in Pakistan as well. It only costs a couple of dollars to do the test in America. I don't know how much it would cost in Pakistan. Probably the important thing will be getting the equipment over there. There should probably already be equipment in some of the hospitals, but maybe not all. But the mindset, that's a scary thing. Not everybody values a newborn, and probably a big fear is that these babies aren't only going to need one surgery, but they're going to need more than that, and that it will be a financial drain on the family. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, those are three huge challenges, and I commend you for starting this foundation and for working so hard. You know, these success stories that you have, like this one family that has three survivors now, their story will be known. Through word of mouth, the word will get out, and that's how you are going to start making such a difference. You and your daughter, these children, everybody whose lives have been touched because of your daughter has a chance to reach out and touch others. And you are making a huge difference. I'm so proud of you, Farhan, for what you've done. Thank you so much. You know, it is just a beginning. As I shared, Anna, our ultimate goal is to build a not-for-profit children cardiac facility to start with Lahore first, and we're going to take it to the other major cities. And I can see this happening very soon. You know, yeah, trust I me. I too. <laughs> yeah, Anna, I just quickly have to go off the but I just would like to speak from the heart and tell you that it never happened that if I talk to anybody about the cause and they let me come back without any support. We were able to raise about $3 million just in a period of three years and wow. I can see this happening today. One of the expected Pakistanis, he donated land which I just met and I just told him about the cause. I didn't even ask him for the land. But he just donated that. So I can You're reaching see people's happening. hearts. Uh, you're reaching, you're touching people's hearts, yeah. Fahan. And so is your daughter. She's there with you. I truly believe that. And by touching others' hearts, you know, one of the things people don't understand with philanthropy is that there are many, many good people out there who want to do good, but who don't know what they can do. This gentleman has this land, and he knows that by giving you this land, it can do so much more good than him just holding on to it. You're giving him an opportunity to do something that will outlive him, something that will be a legacy for him. And these other people who are donating the money, it's the same thing. By donating this money to you, they trust you, and they're putting it into a program so much more valuable than if it was just in their bank account. So tell me, let's let our listeners know how others can help you. How can they reach out and be part of this? 
Yeah, you know, for the dream of Parkinson's Children Heart Foundation to realize, we need active participation from the donor organization, philanthropists, and of course the corporations who usually support uh, such causes. We do need volunteers to raise awareness and educate people about this proper diagnosis. And for that, I'll definitely get in touch with you offline, which you just mentioned moments ago. We also need donations, big or small. Any kind of help is appreciated, as there are still so many little hearts looking up to us for the help. Our website, if you allow me to just quickly share, it's chhri.org.pk. And we are also very active on Facebook by the name of the Children's Heart Hospital and Research Institute, which is very active and we have about 3,600 dedicated viewers on that. We do have a Twitter account with the hashtag CHDHospital, and we do have representative working for us all across the globe. In fact, in the U.S. we do have, in the U.K. we do have, in Middle East we do have and our institution is SCCP registered. So this means that we have a proper audit. We have all our donations go directly to the bank accounts and the disbursement are also spent through the bank account. So everything is so transparent that anybody needs access to our accounts, the procedure evaluation, it's all transparent. That's perfect. That's wonderful. Okay, folks, you heard about this, but I will also have this on my website later on. So if you have any questions or you didn't have a pen with you, if you're in your car listening, you can still find it. They are very active on Facebook. I love looking at their Facebook page. They have pictures of these beautiful children that have been saved, and it's a wonderful website to check out, and the Facebook page is fun to go and look at because it just gives you so much hope. It's a very inspiring site. We do need to take a quick commercial break, but don't leave yet because when we come back we're going to see what advice Farhan has to offer parents of children born with congenital heart defects in Pakistan and beyond. Anna Jaworski has spoken around the world at congenital heart defect events and she is available as a keynote or guest speaker for your event. Go to hearttoheartwithanna.com to learn more about booking Anna for your event. You can also find out more about the radio program. Keep up to date with CHD resources and information about advocacy groups, as well as read Anna's weekly blog. Anna wants you to stay well-connected and participate in the CHD community. Visit hearttoheartwithanna.com today. Welcome back to our show, Heart to Heart with Anna, a show for the congenital heart defect community. Today our topic is a miracle in Pakistan and features Farhan Ahmad, an extraordinary father who is changing the fate of untold numbers of countrymen in Pakistan. And I have so enjoyed talking to Farhan about the miracles that he's witnessed. He was able to share one major miracle with us about one family who had three children. But I know, Farhan, that you have so many more miracles that you've witnessed. And I hope that you'll come back on the show again in the future so we can find out how things are going with the hospital. But we only have a couple minutes left, Farhan, and I would love for you to share with our listeners, any advice that you have for couples just finding out? It sounds like your countrymen don't normally find out in utero. So what advice would you give to your countrymen who find out after the baby is born that there's a problem and that they need to have open heart surgery? The first thing, it may feel like the end of the world. However, advice for all parents, they need to have faith. Disease is different from death. 
you know, that is something which we all need to reiterate when anybody gets a serious or a severe news about the child. Anyway, they should immediately consult a peds or a child cardiologist. If they are from a remote area where they don't have access to child cardiologists, they can get in touch with Pakistan Children Heart Foundation team and we can help them get in contact with peed cardiologists. Now, technology is really helping. Any reports can be WhatsApp, emailed, and we can coordinate all this. The next thing, they should immediately find out more about the kind of disease and how to control it. There are a lot of websites which can help them. Going back to when I got to know about my daughter's PA and TA, it took me about a couple of days just to understand what types of problems are there and what we as parents should do. And in that, I, I would commend a lot of websites, uh, WMD is one, and a lot of others from the UK also, which help parents get to know more. Right. They should also let the rest of the family know about it and should try to get in touch with parents who have already gone through this before. And that really helps. Yeah. And, and I think letting the siblings know before the baby is born may also help the whole family a lot. Uh, the whole family should know that we have someone coming who needs special care and utmost love. So that's, right. that's all I think. And you can I, do I that if you find out in utero, but since you said so many of your countrymen don't find out in utero, that just complicates the matters because the siblings are expecting to have a, a little baby they can play with. <laughs> When they get home, you know, most, most siblings don't understand you don't really play with babies when they first come home. But little kids think that way. They think they're going to have their own little baby. And that's not what happens. When you bring home a baby with a heart defect, a lot of times they just sleep and sleep and sleep or they have difficulty feeding. And I think you're right. I think this really does affect the siblings very much and the more we can share with them and give them hope too because this would be a huge loss to the family if the baby doesn't make it yeah absolutely right mm-hmm. well i think that's excellent advice and knowledge is power so i commend you for saying that the parents need to find out they need to reach out to other parents there is so much information available on the internet that it makes it If you have access, in our country, if you don't own a computer and you don't have access to the Internet, you can go to a public library. Do you have something like that in Pakistan as well? No, I think the best thing about our country is that we are very rich in mobile Internet, so everyone has access to not very expensive, but reasonable mobile Internet. So mobile Internet is one way, and almost like majority of the population do have access to the smartphones as well. Uh, but we don't have any library, but we do have internet cafes and such places where people can go and get do some research on the internet. Well, this has been such a valuable experience for me. I've never been to Pakistan. You're my first Pakistani friend. <laughs> so I am learning about your culture through you, Farhan, and I'm very impressed with how kind and loving you have been to your countrymen, to people that you don't even know, wanting to spare them going through the agony that you have been through. So thank you for sharing your story with us and for starting this foundation. I hope you'll let me know how I can help be part of it. It sounds so valuable and is going to long outlive you and me. 
Yeah, thank you. And you know what? As soon as we'll start the phone for the first break for our hospital, we are going to invite you in Pakistan. Oh, my goodness. What a huge honor that is. Oh, my goodness. Well, on that happy note, that concludes this episode of Heart to Heart with Anna. Thank you so much for listening today. Please come back next week on Tuesday at noon Eastern Time. And until then, please find and like us on Facebook. Check out our website, hearttoheartwithanna.com, and our Cafe Press Boutique. Follow our radio show on Blog Talk Radio and on Spreaker. And remember, my friends, you are not alone. Thank you again for joining us this week. We hope you've been inspired and empowered to become an advocate for the congenital heart defect community. Heart to Heart with Anna, with your host, Anna Jaworski, can be heard every Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern Time. We'll talk again next week.